Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at mynsc.org. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. Hello, New Song, and welcome to Church Online. So glad that you're uh, joining us today. Cannot wait to minister the Word of God to you today. Um, I want you to know that we love you. We miss you. Obviously, it is not the same uh, in this place today without having you here. Uh, I, let me say it like this. Do you know how hard it is to tell a joke into a camera? It just isn't right, everybody. I miss you guys and uh, can't wait to be with you again. In the meantime, know that we love you. We're praying for you every single day and we're here for you. If you need us, all you have to do is let us know. Contact us via social media, messaging, call the church office, email us, and uh, we'll give you our very, very best. Um, before we go any further, I want to pray uh, specifically for what's happening in our nation and around the world with the coronavirus. And, and if you don't mind, I'd like you just to take a moment right now and just bow your head and uh, pray with me. Here we go. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the strong Son of God. And we are so grateful, Lord, uh, for your mercy and for your grace that you've shown us time and time again. We remember the wonderful, miraculous things that you have done. And once again, Father, we find our place, ourselves in a place where we're trusting in you. But we are reminded that you never let us down, that you're so faithful, you're so good. So, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus uh, that you would protect our New Song family, all of our families and friends and co-workers and this community, that you would just give us supernatural protection uh, Father, we we uh, pray that that the coronavirus would be absolutely eradicated, uh, not only in this nation but around the world. We pray that you'd give all of the uh, governmental leaders, doctors, uh, healthcare workers, give them wisdom, give them safety, Father. And I pray, Lord, that you would do the miraculous. And for every person that has uh, the coronavirus right now, Father, I pray for divine healing, supernatural healing to be theirs today in the name of Jesus Christ. So we commit our, our community to you, our state to you, our nation to you, and our world to you, Father. I pray that you would do the miraculous, and we pray it all once again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for that. And uh, I'll tell you, we have some, some really neat things coming up to you today. Today is Palm Sunday. And uh, with Palm Sunday, I, I've always viewed that as the perfect time to uh, prepare our hearts and our minds and, and get us ready for Resurrection Sunday. That way we can truly celebrate Resurrection Sunday, which is one week from today. So today uh, is going to be a powerful day. I want you to listen up, pay attention, because I'm going to teach you some things that you, you may have never known before, maybe never heard before. And um, I'll tell you this, that I, I want you to help us get the word out about New Song online uh, especially since Easter is coming up. This is the best time of year to invite people to church. And since we can't gather here in the sanctuary, um, one of the best things that you can do, one of the greatest ways of reaching our family and friends and neighbors and coworkers is by doing something very, very small. Just 
uh, anytime that we make an announcement about online services or, or uh, anytime that we post something that's really just meaningful to you that, that has made a difference in your life, uh, do several things. Just, just comment on it. Uh, share your experiences. Share your heart. Encourage others and build others up in the faith like the Bible tells us to do. And you can do that just via comments. But also, we want you to click the share button, especially if you're on Facebook, but uh, on, on all your social media. Uh, if it's Instagram, you see something you love, just share it with everybody that, that you can. And we really feel like, um, in fact, God really spoke to me a few weeks ago and reminded me that he's not a God of decline. He's a God of increase. He, he's not, he, he's, uh, uh, let me say it like this that there's nothing that's impossible with him. And this, this does not have to be a season where the church is stagnant. In, in fact, this could be a season in which the church explodes with salvations and uh, with the miraculous, with, with healings, with testimonies coming out of this. This could be a great time of growth, in, not only for our church, but for the church, for God's church. And, and I really want to say this, that you have a big hand in that. If you help us reach as many people as possible, because that's what it's about, influence. If we can influence as many people as possible with the gospel of grace, I tell you, that's going to be life-changing for a lot of people, and I want you to help us do that, okay? So so uh, before the services begin, maybe half an hour, you know, before uh, church begins on Sunday morning, invite all of your, 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 your friends and family members to join us online. Uh, if we send out an announcement, make sure you share that uh, comment before the services, after the services. Let us know what 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 uh, God is encouraging you with and what you learned from the message or or uh, what uh, what verses in the Bible have really spoken to you. Just uh, just be active and, and encourage one another, even if we can't see each other face to face. And, and uh, I, I trust that you'll do that. Thank you for helping us do that. And again, let's make this a time of increase and not of decrease. All right. Uh, now today um, we're going to share something really, really neat. There, it's so interesting uh, that when somebody comes to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, or maybe even before they do, they might know a little bit about Jesus, but they don't know all of the facts. And so, so maybe they're here in the sanctuary, or maybe at home, and they hear the message of Jesus, even in little snippets, and and they know that there's a gap between them and 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 God, and. And, and, and the Holy Spirit speaks to them and they say, you know what, I'm going to trust Jesus as Savior. And, and the Lord forgives them and they are given new life in Christ and it's powerful. But that doesn't mean that they, they fully understand everything that, that Christ accomplished for us on the cross. It, it, maybe they don't understand um, all of the prophecies that led up uh, to the crucifixion, not well, not only the crucifixion, but the birth of Christ, the life of Christ, the, the death of Christ, and of course, the resurrection of, of Christ. Maybe they don't understand in, in its fullness. In fact, I would tell you, it takes years of studying the Bible to fully understand um, the dynamics, the, 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 the will of God, the promises of God, um, how it all was working together uh, to, to make a difference in our lives today. I, I, and, and I think one of the one of the special things about Palm Sunday is, 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 is it's a day when I get to share something that maybe a lot of people didn't know. So I'm going to talk to you about the, the cross of Jesus and really answer this question, why did Jesus have to die? Which there's a lot of people watching right now 
You know that Jesus died for our sins, but you don't know why he had to. You've trusted him as Savior because you, you felt the Holy Spirit speak to you and tell you that he is the way to our Heavenly Father, so you trusted him, but maybe you don't fully understand. And this is going to be a significant day for you. Um, the, there are some people that look at the cross and it's just meaningless to them because they don't understand it. There are some that have looked at the cross and they've just rejected it and walked away. There, there is others who, who believe in the cross and they love the cross of Christ and they love uh, what it signifies and they love uh, knowing that they're saved by grace through faith, but, but uh, they don't have a full understanding of, of it. They don't have a full understanding of what took place. And then there's others that fully understand what the cross signifies, but sometimes we just get, we, we just get sidetracked in life and we, we, we don't we don't remember how beautiful it is as often as we should. Like when, when we're reminded of it, it's just so meaningful to us because we're, we're, we're reminded of the goodness of God in Christ Jesus. And so today is going to be a day where, where everybody's going to receive something. And, uh, and I can't wait to share this with you. So the, the question that I'm asking today is why did Jesus have to die? Why did Jesus have to die? Let, let me say the first thing, and if you're taking notes, write this down, that forgiveness is always costly. Forgiveness always costs something. And let, let me prove this to you. Um, when when um, uh, This is going back at least 25 years ago. Um, I loaned my, my vehicle to somebody, and uh, was it, they were just going to use it for a couple of months while I was on a, a tour, a music tour. I was in a band back in my college days, and, and I had a couple more months before I finished the to, this tour, so I gave it to them. I loaned it to them. I said, hey, you, you can use my car, but in two months, I'll come back, and, and I'll, I'll take it. And I, I, I was already moving up here to Indiana uh, to be the music pastor of a church, and um, so I go on tour, and when I come back, and I'm getting ready to move to Indiana, I find out that they, that they not only uh, just tore up the car, but they blew up the engine too, and it was just, it, it was just total. It, it was, it wasn't worth it to even be fixed. It was an older car, anyway. In fact, it was an '88 Chevy Beretta, and uh, it was just destroyed. And um, this person, just like me, had no money. They, they, they didn't. Um, uh, they didn't have any way of of fixing that blown engine. And I knew that I couldn't get money from them. And so, what was I to do? The only thing I could do, uh, even though I, I was mad, even though I thought, well, that's not right. My only option was just to forgive them. And and in fact, I, I knew that the Lord was calling me to that, just to forgive them, which I did. Now. You say, well, well, that's wonderful. See, forgiveness is free. Well, no, it's not. It cost me something because they they tore up my car, but I had to go out and buy another car and and spend a lot of money on that car in, or, in order to move up here to Indiana. And, and, and it certainly cost me something because forgiveness is always costly. So, so for instance, let's take it, uh, that was an, uh, uh, maybe a financial uh, illustration. Let's take a relational illustration. If let's say that you're at work and um, you have a coworker that just spreads gossip and rumors and lies about you, and it goes throughout the entire company, it goes throughout the entire office area or or the factory or or um, uh, you know among all of the, the the friends and coworkers that you have, this rumor is spreading and it's getting bigger. 
And all of a sudden you see people avoiding you. You see people laughing at you. You lose, you lose friendships. You lose uh, relationships that you had with other people. And, and let's say that this person feels so bad about it. They come to you and they apologize. They say, Hey, I'm sorry. I did this. I, I did this towards you. I spread lies about you. And obviously as a Christian, you, there's something that you have to do. You, you need to forgive them. You need to offer forgiveness. That's what the Bible says. And so you choose to do that. You say, you know what? I forgive you. Uh, you don't owe me anything. Um, uh, let's just act as if this just didn't happen. And you say, well, see, their, their forgiveness is free. Well, no, it, it costs you something. It costs you your reputation. It cost you friendships that you used to have. Maybe you were you had best friends that 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 stopped talking to you, or family members that stopped talking to you because they believed the lie. And you certainly had to pay a price for that. Even though you forgave them, it was costly because forgiveness always costs something. Okay, so that being said, Romans 6:23 says this: for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. For the wages of sin is death. Let, this is what that means. That, that sin always costs something, and the penalty or the cost of sin is always death. It's always death. And uh, that means, and let me say it this way, that's because... God is a holy God, and he cannot allow unholiness, he can't allow unrighteous things into his presence. And therefore, somebody had to pay the cost of that. Somebody had to pay the penalty for sin. And the truth of the matter is, it was supposed to be you, and it was supposed to be me, because we've all sinned, we're going to read in a second, and fallen short of the glory of God. So, Number two, write this down, that the cross shows the measure of our sin. The cross of Jesus shows the measure of our sin and the measure of God's love at the same time. Okay, let, let me say it like this. That when we look at the cross, we, we see the measure of our sin, that Jesus was paying the penalty. He was dying on the cross, paying the penalty for our sin. But it also shows the measure of God's love that God, in, in God's divine plan, it was his son that was going to pay the penalty for our sins. Let me read it to you like this out of Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 21. It says, But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without re keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone is sin. That's what I've already said. For everyone is sin. And we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Okay, number three, write this down. Before we begin to see the, the cross of Jesus Christ as something done for us, we have to see it as something done by us. Meaning, we look at the cross and say, wow, that's such a wonderful thing that Jesus did for us. But really, you have to look at the cross and say, actually, that was done by us. That was done by us. It was, it was my fault. It was your fault. It was our sins 
that was being placed upon Jesus Christ. And it was done by us, but Jesus did it for us. Let's keep reading here. Let's go back to Romans chapter 3, verse 23 again. For everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. And He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us. Freed us from what? From the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. Now, we're going to dig into that just a little bit today, but let me start by saying this. Then in verse 25 of Romans chapter 3, it says, For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice of sin. If you, really, if you, if you read other translations of the Bible, it uses a word there that we don't often use today, and that word is propitiation. And propitiation means that God poured out his wrath on Jesus. He poured out his anger about sin and our sinful lives. He poured that wrath, that anger on Jesus instead of pouring it on us. Now, now let's go even deeper. This is, this is such a beautiful concept that uh, about the, the wrath of God being poured out on Jesus instead of us. In that, if you look in the Old Testament, both in, in Jeremiah and Isaiah, and even in the New Testament in Revelation, the, the imagery of wrath uh, is often called the, the cup of wrath, or the imagery is a cup of wrath. And again, you can read that through Old Testament prophets, Jeremiah, Isaiah, but you can also read that from John the Revelator in the book of Revelations, the cup of wrath. It was just standard imagery. And remember when Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he, he's about to enter um, the time of the crucifixion and all the torment and all of the torture and the beatings and carrying his cross and, and the, the whipping that he would endure and being nailed to the cross. He, he's about to endure all of that. And he's in, in, his, in his humanity, he's dreading it. He's absolutely dreading it. And he prays this prayer. He says, Father, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. What, what's he praying there? He's saying, Father, I know that you're about to pour your wrath out on me, and I don't want to go through it. But Father, if this is your plan, I'll do it. I'll drink from that cup if this is your plan. And of course, that's exactly what Jesus did. The wrath of God was poured out on Jesus. And he freed us, Romans 3.24, he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Not his, because he had none. He was the perfect son of God, the perfect lamb of God. He was the perfect sacrifice. And he bore our sins on the cross. He paid the penalty of our sins. In fact, let me say it this way. This is even a better way of saying it. Number four, if you're taking notes, that Jesus absorbed the cost of our sins. He absorbed the cost by forgiving us. He forgave us. Remember the illustrations I gave that when, when that person wrecked my car and blew that engine, that I'm the one that absorbed the cost of that. 
That's what Jesus did for us. He absorbed the cost himself by forgiving us. Well, actually by receiving the wrath of God on Christ Jesus, he forgave us. He freed us from the penalty of our sins. So let me talk to you just a second about then forgiveness. Because forgiveness is not an emotion. It's actually a choice that is made. It's actually something that we decide to do. In fact, you can say it this way. It is a cancellation of the debt. So like the person who who wrecked my car and blew up the engine, I absorbed the cost and I canceled the debt that was owed to me. Meaning I forgave them. I said, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to absorb the cost. You owe me nothing. You owe me nothing. And that's actually in this wonderful portion of scripture uh, in Colossians chapter two, it says you were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature that it wasn't yet cut away. But then God made you alive with Christ. And watch this, for he forgave all of our sins. Verse 14, he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. That Jesus absorbed the cost. Jesus uh, forgave us our sins, and he did that by canceling the debt. So what he did was he took the sins of the the world, your sins and my sins, and he, he took them and he nailed them to the cross. And what he was doing, it was an act of forgiveness. It, 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 was, it was a taking of away. It was absorbing the cost. It was paying the penalty for our sins. And now, as a believer, as a Christian, my sins have been removed from me as far as the east is from the west. They, they are remembered no more by, by my heavenly Father. I have been forgiven. He has canceled the debt. I don't owe anything because Jesus paid it for me. See, that's the beauty of the cross. It's the beauty of the cross. So the cross was the ugliest way to die, yet it is the most beautiful way to everlasting life in heaven with God and with Jesus, our, our, our Savior. See, it's the ugliest way. There couldn't have been a worse way, more, more, um, torturous way, more humiliating way to die than the cross, but yet is the most beautiful way in that it led to us being able to obtain eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And no doubt about it, we have been saved by grace through faith. We believe in the cross. And remember, that's what that's what Romans chapter 3, verse 25 says, For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. So we are saved by grace through faith, by our belief, our trust in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. So every time you look at the cross, it should be so beautiful to you. It, it, it should be marvelous to you. You should look at it and say, thank you, Jesus, for, for, for paying the penalty of my sin. Thank you, Jesus, for enduring the cross. Thank you for saving me. See, see, this is what I found, though, and this is what the Lord was speaking to me a, a few days ago as I was, as I was preparing this and, and really praying about all of you, that there, are, there have been people in the world, and no doubt legalistic Christians and legalistic pastors, 
that have, have taken something as beautiful as the cross and they've turned it into something that it should have never been. They've turned it into a club and they, they use it as a, as a way to just kind of beat people over the head with it and say, you, you know what, you're not good enough and look at the way that you're living life and you know look what Jesus did for you. How could you dare dress like that and talk like that and think like that and act like that and how can you allow that to happen in your home and how can you treat your wife like that or how can you treat your husband like that and how come you're not controlling those kids and, and, and how come you're going to, 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 to this place or to that place and you're so ungodly and they take the cross of Jesus and they just beat people with it and they're trying to beat those people into submission. But can I tell you, that is the wrong use of the cross. The cross was never meant to be used by that. And if somebody has done that to you, if they took something as beautiful as the cross and they used it as a club to beat you up with, to make you feel disqualified from the acceptance that God would give you if you trusted in Jesus Christ, I want to say, I'm so sorry. They are wrong in doing that. The cross is never meant to be used by that. In fact, let me tell you something. The very reason that people beat up others with the cross, the, the sins that we have, the, the lives that we have lived, can I tell you that our sin is actually what qualifies us for the grace of God. Our, our sin is what qualifies us for salvation. Meaning, if you can sit here today and say, well, you know what? I, I am a sinner. Can I tell you then? You are qualified to receive the grace of God in Christ Jesus. You're qualified to go to God and say, Father, I, I understand that my sin has been out of place, that I've rebelled against you. I've done things that I know were wrong, and I did them anyway. Father, please forgive me. And I place my trust in Jesus Christ, who, who was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, who, 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 who uh, endured the cross for my sake, who, who endured your wrath being poured out on him, who paid the penalty of my sin, who absorbed the cost for me. I put my trust in Jesus Christ. I thank you that, that he wasn't, uh, that he didn't stay in the grave, but he was raised to life three days later. I thank you, Father. I believe in that. And my trust is not placed in my works. My trust is placed in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Can I tell you something? If you, if you know that you're a sinner, it qualifies to you to pray a prayer like that. And the Bible says this, that every single person who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That the very thing that some people have said that you are disqualified, it disqualifies you from the family of God. I'm going to tell you that actually qualifies you for the grace of God. And if you can hear that today, if the Holy Spirit can just reveal that to you today, and you're sitting there saying, you know what, I... I I want to trust Christ as Savior. I'm going to give you a chance to do that right now. Like today's your moment. This is your moment right here, right now. See, the cross, the cross was never meant to beat you down. The cross was meant to lift you up. It was meant to take you to better places. It, it was meant to be one of the most beautiful things in, in, in your whole life. It, it's meant uh, to be life-changing for you and not life destroying for you. I want you to know that God loves you no matter what you've done, that God loves you and he poured his wrath 
on his own son so that he wouldn't have to pour it on you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would put their faith and their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would experience eternal life, that they would be saved, that they would be forgiven. See, Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn you. John 3, 17, he came into the world to save you. Are you ready? And if you are, let's pray that prayer right now. Heavenly Father, I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe in his birth and his sinless life. I believe in the cross. I believe in the resurrection. And I understand what I've done, that, I've, that I have sinned and fallen short of your glorious standard. But today I repent of that. I'm sorry. That's not the life I want to live. Today I place my trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm calling out to you today for forgiveness. Father, forgive me, I pray. And I thank you that I now have new life in Christ Jesus. The old is gone and the new has come. That I have been forgiven and accepted into the family of God. I thank you, Father, for choosing me. Thank you for accepting me. And I now am a child of God, not because of my works, but because of the work of Jesus Christ, because I trust in that work. Lord, today I'm not trusting in myself. I'm trusting in my Savior, Jesus Christ, and I thank you for forgiving me. And I pray it all in his wonderful name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I am so proud of you if you prayed that prayer today. I want you to do something. I want you to click on the link above to let us know that you prayed that prayer today. Make sure you fill out the connection card. Contact us, and we're going to send you some information, some very helpful information that's going to help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. We want to know about it, so make sure that you click that link and uh, let us know that you made that decision today. And again, this week, new song to... to we're about one week from today to celebrate resurrection, to celebrate uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And today was a day of preparing our hearts. So when we gather next Sunday morning, let's, let's be ready to celebrate the goodness and the grace and the power of our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Be thankful that the Holy Spirit drew us, drew us to the cross of Jesus, to salvation, to a relationship with God. Tell everybody that you can. Invite everybody that you can. Be sure to share the the, the, the uh, social media posts that we put out there and, and invite all of your friends to join us next Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, for a wonderful, wonderful day of celebration. And again, we're going to share the gospel of grace with as many as possible. We're going to influence as many as possible uh, with the goodness and the grace and the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ our Lord. I love you. Jennifer and I pray for you every single day. We miss you dearly, and we cannot wait to see you again. God bless New Song, and I'll see you next Sunday. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org connect. 
Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.